Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So the Utah Jazz get it done. They win game four in Memphis, 120-113. to 113. The whole second half, well, even the late stages of the second quarter, actually. Cat and mouse. Jazz build a lead. Grizzlies make a run, get close. Jazz pull away. Grizzlies cut the 10-point lead down to four. Jazz led by 13 going to the fourth quarter. They win by seven. The lead did get down to two. But Rudy Gobert made his free throws. He was 7-9 at the line. And Gobert, who was in foul trouble in the first half, Gobert went off in the third quarter, as did Clarkson, as did Mitchell. They were all in double figures in the third quarter alone. And the Jazz went for 41 points and took control of the game. And then it was defense. Jazz uh, only scored 20 points in the fourth quarter, but they only gave up 26. They win the game. Again, they control what Magic Johnson used to refer to as Winning time. Control the final four minutes of the fourth quarter. Win the game. Jazz are up 3-1. to one. As you're going to hear in the postgame coming up here a little later in the hour, uh, they remember 3-1 last year. You know, they got bogey now, and they didn't then. And games are being played not in a bubble with no fans, but, you know, on home courts, there's travel and there's crowds and all of that. But nonetheless, it's 3-1. And they didn't finish 3-1 a year ago. And you'll hear uh, Quinn Snyder, I don't know if he deflected, more avoided... Uh, but man, Donovan Mitchell went right at it, and Conley too. And uh, multiple questions about it. I asked a couple, but there's an ESPN guy working on the story clearly, and some other people ask questions too. So plenty of that coming up in the best of post game show. But the Jazz get 30 points from Donovan Mitchell. That is his 10th playoff game of 30 points or more. He's already tied with Adrian Danley for second. Uh, they had a list on uh, TNT post game show. Second on. Uh, or maybe it was ESPN. I can't remember. I was flipping around. But anyway, he's second on the Jazz uh, postseason 30-point game scoring list. He's done it 10 times. Danley did it 10 times. And the leader, of course, is Carl Malone. 53. Man, that is a big number. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, a little bit from uh, John Morant. We'll hear some of his postgame thoughts and then the best of the Jazz postgame. Stay with us. Take the Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz beat the Memphis Grizzlies, take a three games to one lead. We're going to hear from John Morant here in a second. I think watching the Grizzlies, I I see the Jazz from, like, well, depending on either two or four years ago. They got a couple problems, and these are problems that Jazz had as they built the roster to the point where they're at now. Remember uh, four years ago when they had to get older? They needed some veterans. They went out and they got Joe Joe, uh, Johnson. and they went out and they got George Hill, right? And they brought in Boris Diaw. You know, they brought in some veterans. And I, I think the Grizzlies are at a point where they need that. They're youth, they're inexperienced, and, and they are getting experience now. But it, it shows as the Jazz, again, control the final four minutes of a close game. The Grizzlies are good, right? They get the 13 point lead going in, or 13 point deficit going into the fourth quarter, and they cut the Jazz 13 point lead down to two. And they did it mostly with Donovan Mitchell on the bench. And a little more when he came back. And then the Jazz took over and really controlled the last four minutes of the game, as they did in Game 3. As Greg Anthony said on the broadcast on TNT, it's, it's deja vu all over again. It's instant replay. 
Here we go again. Jazz dominating the end of the game. And, and the other thing is they need to add more three-point shooting. Jazz have outshot them from the three-point line to the tune of 87 points. Jazz are plus 87 from the three-point line over the Grizzlies in this series. So they're going to have to add some perimeter shooting. They're going to have to add some veterans. Uh, but they're good. they got a good core. And it's not easy for the Jazz, but they are up 3-1 with a chance to close it out Wednesday night. Here's John Moran after the game. Yeah, Coach is telling us just kind of how encouraged he is by just kind of how the fight you guys have shown, especially these last two games. How do you feel just kind of where, even though the loss is there, how do you feel about just being encouraged by the team just fighting against, obviously, the NBA's best team by record? Oh, you know, that's a positive for us, Um, you know, not to – you know, no matter what's going on in the game, shots falling, shots not falling, uh, continue to play hard and not give up. Um, we just got to, you know, find ways to close out better. Sean Coleman. job ja, between game three and game four, especially with the start tonight, it seems like that there was a better effort for the full 48, which is, of course, been y'all's plan all along. just seems like every game there's a level of improvement that makes y'all more and more competitive. Hopefully it would all come together in game five for a full 48 to get the win. Um, yeah, you know, that's our goal. Um, obviously, you know, game two, game three, they got out on a hot start, uh, which put us, you know, in I think like a double-digit hole. I mean, eventually, you know, we, we came back, you know, tied the game up. But uh, we felt like, you know, if we just, you know, start better and, um, you know, we know that, you know, they're going to run, just, you know, try to cut it short and uh, go on the run of our own, uh, you know, we'd be in, you know, a good position. Uh, like I said before, you know, we just got to, you know, figure out how to close out the game better. Josh Robbins. Josh, given that Utah has at least four high-level three-point shooters on the floor at all times, how much margin of error does that leave your team uh, against a team like that? It's tough. You know, we just got to try to keep the ball in front and, you know, uh, try not to be in, you know, rotation as much as possible. Uh, you know, with them being able to, you know, shoot the ball, um, if we in, you know, in rotations, you know, they normally get good looks, so... I'm um, just got to contain the ball, you know, uh, continue to just play hard, uh, keep pursuing and uh, get stops, rebound and, you know, get out and run. Uh, they are a great team and, you know, they make you pay for, you know, mistakes. Drew? John, uh, the Grizzlies have already won two elimination games this year. Is there anything you'll lean on from those two looking ahead to game five? Uh, no, I mean, we've been playing the same way, you know, uh, all season. Just got to, you know, focus in on, you know, the next game, uh, play hard, uh, 48 minutes, and, you know, just try to play our basketball. Brandon Abraham. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off of what Evan was saying about the uh, Taylor talking about how he's encouraged um, and not frustrated. How big is that for such a young team, you know, going through a stretch, losing three in a row in a playoff series to always have his positive mentality? I mean, we all stay positive, you know, no matter what's going on. Um, I mean, we just can't, you know, let uh, one game carry over to the next. Uh, we can't be, you know, frustrated and go into the next game frustrated. You know, we got to have all the confidence in the world. You know, be positive. Uh, I mean, we work to get here. So, um, just got to, like I said, just go out and, you know, play our basketball, play hard, and just, you know, um, play full 48. Last question, Adam Tyke. Ja, it, it seems like late game execution has been a bit of a theme over the last couple of games. Is there any anything- shots? Honestly, the shots we've been shooting all season, same plays we've been running, you know, early in the game, just missed shots late. So, um, just going to continue to get better, uh, keep shooting with confidence, and you know, try to close out the game. All right, there is John Morant. When we come back, the best of the Jazz post game. Stay with us. 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Well, the Jazz beating the Grizzlies 120-113 to 113 to take a three games to one lead in their opening round playoff series. Game... Five is coming up Wednesday right night. Right now, it is time to hear the best of the Jazz postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz take a three-games-to-one lead in their best-of-seven playoff series with the Grizzlies thanks to 120 to 113 win last night in Game 4. Jazz were led by Donovan Mitchell at 30 points. Clarkson with 24 coming out off the bench. Uh, let's see, Rudy had 17 and 8. He also had a couple of blocked shots. Bogdanovich with uh, 13. Royce O'Neal had 9 boards to go along with his nine points and three steals as well. Let's get some post-game sound for you. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. When Mike Conley had that sequence where he stripped John Morant and then he came back down and hit a three, he'd been quiet for most of the game up until that point, I think. How important are, is he in especially those moments where he's able to shift the game no matter how active he's been? Yeah, he's kind of a sneaky quiet. Um, he, he whispers, but you can hear him. And I think he impacts the game so many ways, um, you know, and in those instances, obviously those are making big plays. Uh, his presence on the court is so settling. And I think, you know, taking a defensive challenge and, you know, also pushing the ball up the court. I thought in the third quarter, uh, we really moved the ball. It's the best we've run in a while. And, you know, Mike's play is a big part of that. You know, it got it got everybody running, and I'll give our bigs credit too because they really ran to the rim and created space. But as you said, you know, Mike's capable of making big plays on both ends, and those two plays consecutively certainly had a, a big impact on the momentum of the game. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, there's been a lot said about the Grizzlies' resiliency this series, you know, their ability to, to come back after you guys surge ahead. But um, you guys have demonstrated your own resiliency in, in kind of handling their comebacks. What's been kind of the key to maintaining your composure and kind of being able to pull these games out after, you know, Memphis makes them close? Well, I think it's something we've talked about, you know, all year long, just the ability to get to the next play. And, you know, I think when your whole team is focused on that, you know, there's always going to be moments where guys drift for whatever reason. Um, it happens to all of us. And I think when there's a collective mindset and understanding that you have to get to the next play together, um, you know, that's that's what you see. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm focused on our guys. I, I think we've been a resilient team, you know, all year long as well. And I think our biggest challenge and the one we've talked about, you know, most recently, continuously, but even more recently, is just to be consistently competitive. And our execution, I think, is reflective of that, you know, on both ends of the floor. Those are things that, you know, we don't think of in terms of, usually think of it that in terms of execution, you know, on the offensive end, 
Um, but for instance, you know, the, the rebounds that Royce got in traffic, I thought were, you know, were a huge part of the game. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Speaking of Royce O'Neal, he's shown great balance in this series on both ends of the floor. What have you seen from him? Well, you know, we have a lot of confidence in Royce. And I think he's, you know, he's finding a balance offensively between, you know, being aggressive and taking a shot when he's open, um, being a playmaker, moving the ball, playing pick and roll where he's rolling. You know, he's gotten more comfortable in those situations. He's just such a competitor. And he's a smart player. So I think when you have that mindset that you want to impact the game, you know, any way you can, um, you know, you usually find ways to do it. And that's what we see from him consistently. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, it feels like, I mean, Josh still been, you know, really dynamic and he was really dynamic tonight. But it feels like you guys are finding some level of comfort in terms of defending him, particularly in, in – uh, possessions that matter is is that something that you're seeing or you still uh, think that you know the defense in terms of keeping him from touching the paint needs to get better well you know it, it's hard if you've watched him play all year Tony as you have it, it's it's hard to keep him out of the paint you know and I think you can um, there's a lot of things you can do to try to do that um, I thought, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, when you have that really big game, when you had 47, is we put him on the line 20 times. And, you know, I think collectively, you know, we, we've been more connected in those situations. You know, if he's going to play one-on-one -on -one against somebody from the top of the floor, you know, I don't think there's anyone in the league that can stand in front of him. So, um, you know, we all have to be conscious of, of what he's doing on the floor and, you know, and then, you know, he also has the ability to create. So, you know, as I've said, you're, you're going to give up something. Um, and you just, you know, literally try to do your best to make, to make it hard, to make a shot contested. Um, there are certain situations where it's easier to do that and you try to create those. Um, but also with the understanding that, you know, if he does make a play, you know, you've got to get to the next play because he's going to make some and you made some tonight and, you know, he'll make some again the next game. David James, KATV. Quinn, because you were up 3-1 a year ago, do you have a lot of confidence in the guy's ability to maintain focus and uh, take this all the way through the finish line? Yeah, you know, last year is last year, just like the regular season is the regular season. You know, I think there's things that, you know, that you take from – from the past that, that you learn from and there's experience, um, you know, for our group, that's been going on for a while. You know, this was a team that you know, was questioned on every level, you know, last May and, you know, those types of moments and that type of adversity, if handled properly, you learn from it and you're better. Um, and, and honestly, you know, we've tried to take, you know, it, it's the old cliche, you know, take one game at a time, but understanding also that, that every game is different. I, I think that's really true without the course of, within the course of a singular game. And I thought we were more consistent tonight. Um, you know, teams are going to make runs, especially teams that are as good as Memphis. And really it's how you respond to them. So um, we just want to be ready to play the next game, you know, and, let the rest take care of itself. I think if we compete and execute, that's 
that's what we want to do. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. I know he's kind of done it all year. That's why he won the award. But Jordan Clarkson's third quarter was seemed really important. What does that do for your team in a playoff game like this on the road? Well, I can't remember who asked me. I think it was a number of people if I was worried about Jordan shooting because he hadn't shot it great, you know, of late. Um, but you don't have to look too far back to see games like you saw tonight. And he has the ability to come in the game and change the game. And um, there's times when, you know, he can get himself in a little bit of trouble, um, but he can also get out of trouble. And I thought tonight um, something as simple as spacing, you know, and making reads. And we, we passed the ball better tonight. And that, that really helps Jordan where he's not – responsible for creating everything on his own where, you know, he's on the back of some back end of some of those possessions and, and get some clean looks. And that happened tonight. One of the things about Jordan that makes him really unique, first of all, you know, you get the sense that, you know, when he misses, you know, he keeps shooting. Um, so to that extent, you know, he, he's mentally tough enough to take the next shot, but he's also someone that, that cares so deeply um, about, you know, about playing well and about helping the team. So, you know, when he does have a stretch where he's missing a couple in a row, um, you know, I don't think he presses, but he's very aware of it. And usually, you know, at times you just need to remember to remind him that that's who he is and that's who we need him to be. Last question, Nick Friedel, ESPN. Quinn, I wanted to follow up on what you mentioned about last season and experience. Obviously, every year is different, but do you think because of what the group went through last year in the, the postseason bubble, they're more confident now going into a similar situation uh, in, in a similar setting? Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm sure it's something that the guys have discussed at various times. You know, I think we're looking at it more generally, you know, as opposed to pointing um, to a specific series or a specific time. You know, that, that situation in the bubble was a really unique one. And that's certainly not to discount the fact that, you know, we were in a position that, that we want to be in again. Um, but, but this is a different year. This is a different team. You know, we've got Boyan back. Um, you know, Derek is here this year. So, you know, there's some things about our group right now. And I think there's a maturity, you know, when you go through. We, we've, we've been through a lot. And I think, I think when that happens, you know, all of us, whether it's personally or, or certainly with the team, you know, you pull each other along. And I think that's the growth process that's taking place with our team. And so I, I don't know if we're – we're thinking about kind of these similarities between situations as much as we are focusing on, you know, competing and executing. Those are the two things that we say over and over and over again. Let's compete and let's execute and let's compete collectively. And I think if that's where our focus is, you know, we'll be in a good place uh, to the extent that that's something that you can build on from last year. You know, that's good too. There's Coach Snyder as his team wins 120 to 113. Let's move on to the players. Let's start off player sound with Rudy Gobert. Hi. Um, how do you, what does uh, Coach Snyder tell you at the halftime to explain your your second half compared with, uh, with your first one? 
Um, you know, we weren't really satisfied with the way we were playing in the first half. Even though we had five points, we really felt like we could, you know, do a lot of things better offensively and defensively. So, you know, just uh, keep our head, you know, uh, keep moving the ball and uh, and defensively, you know, get get back and communicate with each other. It sounds pretty simple, but, you know, when we stop doing that, uh, you know, they, they usually make a run. So we, we really have to have to clean that up. And I think we, I thought we did a, a much better job in the second half. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, what was kind of the key for you uh, personally? Obviously, you had just 1.2 rebounds at the half, and then you're getting three buckets within the first couple of minutes of the third quarter. Uh, were, was Quinn kind of designing stuff to get you a little more engaged on that end? Not really. I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, the main thing for me is uh, when, when we move the ball and we play the way we're supposed to play, when we attack the basket, uh, you know, I know guys are going to find me or I'm going to get offensive rebounds. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much our best offense. You know, guys, the defense going to collapse and either they're going to help off me and I'm going to get a dunk or rebound or they're going to help off the shooter and we're going to get a three. So that's really the way we, we're trying to play. And when we kind of stop doing, stop doing that, you know, we usually turn it over or get a, get a bad shot and then they're able to, to have transition and run on us. So, you know, I thought we did a great job doing that in the second half. And, uh, you know, JC had a, had a great run and, uh, you know, everybody else was involved and it's pretty tough to go out when we play that way. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, to your point, you know, JC having that third quarter and then, you know, Royce on the boards, Fave on defense when he was in. How important is it? I mean, I know the team relies so much on you and Donovan, but having those guys have big plays and have their moments, how important is that during the playoffs? It's huge, you know, and that's what I've been saying for a while. I mean, having David Fairbairn coming on the bench is a luxury. And, you know, and uh, I think it makes the difference between us being a really good team it's us being a great team. You know, because there's going to be games when, like tonight in the first half, I'm in foul trouble, and uh, and Derek comes in, and you know he's able to impact the game and, and dominate and, and really uh, kind of like anchor our defense too. So you know it's huge, and having guys like Joe, like Jordan, that come off the bench and and able to you know bring the spark of the bench in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, it's uh, I think it's what makes us special this year. You know, we we about to, to play great basketball for 48 minutes, and you know it's it's hard for teams to to keep up with the way we play for if we play the right way for 48 minutes. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, you guys are up three one like last year in the bubble. Uh, we've talked a lot about how the adversity has made you guys better. Has it better prepared you to close this series out? I mean, we know it's 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 one game at a time, and uh, for us, you just keep getting better. You know, we know they're, gonna, they're not going to give up. They, they're going to come out and give everything they have. You know, they, they've won two of those games before the playoffs. So they, they've been in those situations before we don't go home. You know, so they're going to come in and play really hard and, and try to beat us. And for us, it's, it's about matching their physicality and, and you know, play, play our, our basketball, do what we do defensively and offensively, and just, you know, keep getting better. Because we don't want to just be in the second round beat. We try to do something a little bigger than that. Tony Jones, the Athletic. Um, can you can you speak to um, more about the, just the 
the, the way you guys have been able to answer runs, every run that Memphis has thrown at you and the resilience that you guys have had uh, in terms of end game, especially this weekend, uh, every time that Memphis is, has made a push that you guys have had an answer for it. Well, you said it is resilience and the, 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 the most important more than anything is to be able to keep trusting each other when, when it gets tough. You know, and when it gets tough, I feel like we raise our level and we raise it together. It's not just one guy. You know, we, our communication goes up, our physicality goes up, and uh, it's almost like we, our awareness goes up. So we, we go to find each other, find the open man, uh, you know, more easily, and he ends up, you know, he ends up in wins. And, you know, we know that having guys like Mike Donovan, uh, Joe Boyan, you know, with a, with a lot of experience, um, you know, in the, in the close games at the end is, is the difference that, you know, like if we don't have that, maybe it's, maybe we lose one of those two games or maybe we lose both. You know, it's uh, it's really about closing and about finishing the way we, we want to finish games. David James, KUTV. Rudy, considering how much time you've had to spend working on free throws because of where you started the free throw line, how rewarding is it to look at the final stats and see you were seven of nine and know you hit too late to ice the game? I'm not really worried about free throws. Uh, I work on them every day. You know, uh, I don't wait to miss a few to work on them. And uh, I'm really confident. I missed, I missed a few early in the playoffs, but a lot of them I thought they were, you know, going in. So I'm really confident that I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep shooting them, and I'm going to keep making them what it matters. Uh, Royan Arias, uh, PZ Basket. Hey, hi, Rudy. It's Ryan for Basket from Costa Rica. Hey, I wanted to know what were the adjustments made at halftime that you should repeat in in, in game five. I think it's really, uh, it was really moving the ball. You know, we had a lot of situations when we ended up with bad shots or, you know, uh, a lot of situations when we were turning over, we weren't really spacing, we weren't really connected, and it really affected our defense. And uh, when we were able to clean that up in the second half, everything kind of became easier. You know, we guys were able to get to the basket and either finish or, or find the find the open man. And, uh, and defensively, I thought we are we were better. You know, I thought our communication was better and uh, I already thought that physicality and uh, and on defensive rebounding was better. So it's you know we know that those guys gonna keep coming. Those guys are very you know very talented. They're very good team. So we know that you know we we gotta measure physicality and and and, uh, and it's a challenge every single night. Rudy Gobert, who was very happy with his team's effort in the win over the Memphis Grizzlies. So let's now move on to Donovan Mitchell. Um, there's been a lot made about uh, the Grizzlies' resilience this series, their ability to kind of, you know, hang in there and not give up. But uh, the flip side to that is you guys seem to answer back every time. What's kind of been the key to, you know, you guys being able to respond when they start to put on the pressure? Um, it's all our mental. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing, the mental aspect of it. You know, like I said, like, like you said, they're a team that's never going to quit up 30, down 30. It doesn't matter what quarter it is. And, you know, hats off to them for that. But the biggest thing is when you have a team that's always going to be aggressive, always trying to continue to fight, we got to be smart with the basketball. Um, too many times tonight, you know, I know we won, but too many times tonight, you get up nine, ten, we get careless. Um, I throw a cross court. Baseball pass, turnover, at least two or three. 
we had another one where it was just a stupid pass. Like those are the, those are the things that we got to nip in the butt. Those are the mental stuff. And we fixed it. We executed through it, and it didn't end up hurting us. But um, if you want to be the team, you want to be that's going to be the game. You know, for, uh, throughout the throughout the playoffs. So um, that's really what it is for us. Um, just continue to to be sharp mentally, uh, up ten, down ten, and go out there and do what we do. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Don, there was a sequence in the fourth quarter when Mike came in, he stripped John Morant and then turned around and made a three on the other end. It was a huge momentum shift. He'd been kind of quiet through the night up until that point. What can you say about the way that he's sort of able to come in in those really high pressure situations and calm things down and be able to shift the game like that? Um, you know, just from the court, you know, on, on paper, he only had 11 points and he had seven assists, but it felt like he was out there having 20 and 10, you know what I mean? Like just his presence, uh, the way he goes about the game. Like I said, mentally, he's seen a lot of this throughout his playoff experience. He's seen a lot of it here. Uh, so he knows, knows the game, knows the arena. That, that plays a big factor. Uh, for sure, and you know, his knowledge of, of the game helps. You know, understanding, studying guys in the scouting for knowing their movements, knowing when to be aggressive, when to when to lay back. You know, I think that's that's why I always say, like, man, it's great to have Mike because you know he's out there helping me as well. You know, when he makes a move or he does something, I see it. You know, on film or I see it in, in live action. He's always kind of giving me little tidbits here and there, and I think that's that's what he does for his team. Like last game, it was twenty and whatever. You know, game two, it was. Uh, 2015, like, you know, tonight was 11 and 7, but he had a tremendous impact. You know, he had one of the highest plus minuses in the game because he just ex he executes on both ends of the floor. He's a leader uh, on the floor and in the locker room. David James, KTV. Donovan, uh, Dylan Brooks was trending on Twitter big time during the game. Jazz fans were going nuts. And I'm curious if as players, the stuff that's happened with him, you just view it as kind of part of the playoffs or do you feel like some lines have been crossed and it, it does fire you guys up a little bit the way it fires up fans? Um, I love him. <laughs> Simply put, you know, I, you guys, you've seen it through my career. I, I like when people talk, <laughs> like it's just – part of the game. I grew up in that, you know, and that's just how I've always uh, played basketball. I think for us, it, it, it gets him going and that's his thing. That's cool. It gets us going too. So, um, but that also goes back into what I was saying to Sarah about the mental component because it can take you out of the game completely, you know, and I think the biggest thing is to stay sharp mentally and going out there finding ways to execute. And he wants to keep doing that. It's, it's cool. Um, I don't think we're really sweating it. The biggest thing is just got to stay locked in and Continue to go, continue to do what we do and not really pay attention to all that. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Hey Donovan, uh, what what would you what's the feeling like tonight compared to last year or back in the bubble when you guys had that three one lead against the Nuggets? Is that uh, at all comparable or have you tried to move past that already? Same situation. Um, I think the biggest thing is and we didn't come in the locker room like we came in happy for the win, but we didn't really come in the locker room like, like we got one. Job's not done. Uh, it's not finished. And I think that's the message. I know that's the message. Uh, one through 17 and the coaches and everybody. Um, we have to go there and, and, and take care of home court back at uh, back in Utah. And I think that's that's where our head is at. You know, this is a good win. Um, there's things we could have done much better. And we'll go ahead and execute that and take care of business at home. But, you know, it's We've seen this before. We've been here before. It's just the exact moment we played 
we've played up to being this team that we've been, you know, because of that moment, I would say, you know, because that fueled a lot of this season. And we're here again, and we're going to go out there and just do what we do and not really relish on the past, although it definitely is fueling. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Royce O'Neal has been really balanced on both ends of the floor this series. Um, what are you seeing from him? What's standing out most? Confidence. Um, you know, he's always a confident player, but I think his determination to be the best defender on the floor, his determination to be the best uh, rebounder on the floor, his determination to go out there and to make all the little plays. Like, you know, he had 99 tonight, and the best play he made was the rebound to a kick out, I think, and then pass it to somebody. And I think Boyan got a three out of that, or it was really one of that, one of those happened. But keeping the possessions alive, you know, they want to shift off them, finding him. He's taking those shots. You know, there are games where he's shot fake, you know, and we let him know. It, and he's 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 determined. You know, we've worked out together so many so many hours in the offseason. And for him to, to see him doing what he's doing is everything we expect and I'm happy for him. And he's a big energy booster for us on both ends of the floor. Um, and especially for me, you know, moments when I get tired, he's in my ear. You know, basically saying we work too hard for you to be tired. <laughs> um, and I, that's my guy, man, and he's, he's, he's playing well. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, historically, your double-digit free-throw shooting nights have come on nights when you're also shooting well from the floor for whatever reason, just like your game is clicking. But the last two games, you've been in double digits and you haven't been shooting particularly well. How does that help in, on nights like this? Um, I think, you know, for me, it's understanding I'm still finding my rhythm. Um, I think the 8 of 22 and then it was a 9 of 23 last game. Even the game before that, when I first came back, you know, like I'm still finding my groove. Uh, there's shots that I'm missing that I feel like I can make. There are spots I know I can get to that I'm still trying to work back into getting to. Uh, and that'll sharpen up you know, a few of those looks for me. Uh, but until I'm able to do that, until I'm able to get my rhythm, because that comes with game reps, you know, it doesn't matter. If you're hurt or I'm not hurt, you know, sitting out for, for a month and a half, two months or whatever, um, is is part of that. You know, I think that's that's just happened. So for me, it's how can I be strong mentally and understand that, you know, maybe that shot's not there, but try to get to the line, try to draw fouls, trying to create for my teammates, you know, understand the attention I draw. Um, that's really where it's at for me. Um, and I think just like I said, the mental aspect of the game. Uh, it's really starting to click for me and just trying to continue to do that every game, you know, not just in spurts because I've, I've had in the past, I've gone this way and it came back down and just keeping it level um, throughout the entire playoffs. Nick Friedel, ESPN. I mean, to follow up on last year, you mentioned several times the mental aspect of the game. What do you think you and the rest of your teammates learn most in the experience of being up 3-1 in the bubble that you can take with you now going into Wednesday? Um, not taking the little details for granted. I think we kind of saw that this year, you know, in this playoffs, the series we're in right now. Um, we were up by a bunch in game one. We were about 20 in game, game two, I mean. Um, they came back and scored 30 points in the 40 points in the third quarter in six minutes, whatever. Uh, game three here, we're up, they come back. You know, tonight we're up 12, they come back. I'm just saying that we like the turnover I brought up earlier, like the turnovers, the, the not lack of rebounding. Like those are the little details that you got to do when you're down 10, tie game, or up 10. Uh, that's what we lost. That's what lost. We really lost the stand in the bubble was we just stopped executing on the little things because we felt like, oh, it's okay. We got they got to win for three more times in a row, you know. And uh, I think that having that will allow us to kind of come in and be like, all right, this is what we got to do. You know, one more hit, 
one more, you know, sprint to the corner, you know, getting back on defense, taking a foul, like whatever it may be, that having that be so fresh, having to be last year, I think definitely helps us understand that, you know, game four or game five is a, is a guarantee. You know, just because we're going home, we've won two in a row. You know, this team's going to fight and compete. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just our mental uh, fortitude and continuing to go out there and play like we're down 10. Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Donovan. Um, it's no question that uh, Jordan had been struggling a little bit the first three games from the outside, but today he lit it up. He looked like the sixth man of the year again. How important is it to have him on fire like that to go as far as you guys want to go? Big time. You know, I don't, I don't want to put too much pressure on him by saying that he needs to be that. You know, I think he understands that he's seen it. He's the only guy, I want to say, on the team that's been to the finals that played. Um, so he's seen it at an even higher level than we have, the ups and downs that come with it. Um, and, you know, that's what you see tonight, you know, in a night like tonight, he has 24. We may not necessarily shoot well the first two or three games, um, but sticking with it, you know, understanding and not just on the offensive end, but he went out there and had, I think, yeah, six rebounds. Like those, those are, that's huge. You know, scoring, he's going to do that. We, we all know that. But, you know, impacting the game in different ways, I think is huge. Uh, fighting for loose balls. And, you know, I don't think we're too worried about him kind of getting cold in certain instances because, like we all know, he can, he can turn it around and, He's been here in these moments plenty of times. And, you know, I think for him, you know, having him have 24 is huge because it takes the pressure off, you know, a bunch of us like Mike, Joe, but, you know, there begins, we're all clicking, you know, we're all out there shooting well and, and whatnot. So um, nights like tonight, you know, it's good to have JC score like this, but I'm looking at the, the six rebounds and the plays he made defensively because that's what's going to win his games. You know, well, we're a team that has many weapons and he was able to shoot well tonight. Donovan Mitchell had 30 points and 8 assists and Donovan still talked about how he's getting his rhythm back a little bit after missing uh, well over a month and uh, coming back though and they're 3-0 and with Donovan in the lineup let's wrap up player sound with Mike Conley Mike you had that uh, really key clutch late in the fourth quarter where you were able to get the ball away from jaw and then come down and drill a 3 on the other end what were you seeing in those plays and, and just in your mind how huge were those to kind of swing the momentum for in your guys' direction for good? Well, obviously, um, you know, I think there were, uh, you know, a good stretch of plays where, um, you know, throughout the game, you know, Jaws been kind of having his way getting the pain. And um, I knew at some point, you know, I get switched on to him or I have to, you know, guard him in that same area. And I was able to kind of get in front and, and cut him off and um, make him pick up the ball and, I've always had quick hands and, you know, you know, an eye for when to go for the ball and when not to, and uh, was able to get my hand on the ball and go out of the way with it. And, um, you know, the threes that, that transpired are the one that happened before that and the one after, uh, you know, just were uh, timely, just, you know, filling the game out. And I knew, you know, Don had done a lot during the game and, you know, was wearing down a little bit. So I gave him a couple of possessions, couple of possessions off and, uh, you know, I've, I've been in that position plenty where, um, I feel real comfortable with the ball in the hand later in the game and, and uh, that would just knock down a couple of good ones. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Mike, you've seen a lot of playoff basketball in your days and you know what it's like when a team maybe has to rely heavily on like its top two guys or its top guy. How much of a luxury is it for you to have someone like Jordan Clarkson who can come in in the third quarter and make a big difference or Derek Favors to come off the bench or Royce O'Neal getting rebounds? Uh, man, that's, that's why we're so, you know, so deep and, um, 
talented just across the board with, we have so many guys we trust so many guys that we have faith in down the stretch and different points in the game. Like you said, Derek favors has some great moments. Obviously JC does what he does. And, you know, tonight was a, you know, a really a good bounce, bounce back performance for him, you know, something that he's been, you know, kind of waiting on to, to kind of explode and, and really go out, you know, have a good night like this. And, um, and, you know, not all of us can have that kind of night every night. So, you know, for me, it was a little bit more subdued and I was more, you know, facilitator for most of the most part of the game. And, um, and we're okay with that. Like, that's what, why, you know, why we're, you know, who we are and where we're at is we think we're, we're just on a selfish team and there's no egos and, um, we just play basketball. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Hey, Mike, Memphis has been kind of a team of runs throughout this series. They've been able to, you know, erase your guys' large leads. But what's been the key in holding those off? And, and specifically tonight, just being able to, like, flip the switch and, and expand your lead again so quickly. Well, I think, you know, in those stretches where they're making runs, you know, they're a very emotional team. Um, they, they, you know, get very high in those moments. And um, for us, it's kind of just trying to stay steady through it, through it all, trying to stay steady, trying to understand that execution and, and discipline down the stretch is what we need most. And uh, when we're able to do both of those things on both ends of the floor, I think it allows us to put stretches together where we, we you know, stop a, a a nine all run and, and put our own 14 all run together um, allow us, you know, allowing us to get a little bit of breathing room to, to win these games on the stretch. Nicole, it's Hab Deportes. Hi, Mike. Congrats for the win. For you, you. you're welcome. For you, how much the, how much important is the unsurfaced cultures has been the key to improve through the season and the playoff? Uh, could you repeat it one more time? Sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. For you, how much the unselfish culture has been the key to improve through a season and playoff? Well, I think, you know, just just being around this team, um, you know, it's, it's taken us a little bit to kind of um, completely understand each other throughout the year, um, completely get better and just get our chemistry to a point where we can feel so comfortable out there together and, um, and improve each day. And, and, you know, you have a, a, you know, coach Quinn and, uh, on down, just, you know, guys who really have hundred percent accountability on everybody, uh, allows us all to, to, to come into work every day and just try to be 1% better. And, um, and that's, what's so fun about it. You know, we never, we never really get the black foot off the gas pedal and, uh, and this allowed us to just be the team that we are and hopefully just continue to get better. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Mike, you played against um, a lot of those great Spurs teams and, you know, one of their attributes is that, you know, no matter what was going on behind around them in terms of a game, in terms of a team making a run, they kind of stayed steady. Do you see some of those attributes in the way uh, you guys go about your business or is that is that off base? Uh, no, I do. I do see similarities. Um, obviously, they they had uh, some some Hall of Fame players over there that, that we all know, and a Hall of Fame coach, and a bunch of guys that to kind of go through that team. But um, they, uh, you know, playing against them, you know, being a part of the Grizzlies, it seemed like every time we'd make a big player go up one or two, they would 
just run some backdoor play, get a layup, and then foul you, put you on the line, you miss a free throw, they come out and hit a three and win the game. And, and they just their execution and their ability to stay poised um, through loud environments, hostile environments, and um, never let the moment be too big for them. Just, you know, it showed every single time, almost, you know, every single close game. And that's what made them, you know, who they were. And I think we're – we're starting to, to find that a little bit, you know, during the season, the regular season, we didn't have many close games, honestly, where we, you know, had to kind of feel our way through these and learn uh, and learn through it. So I think this, you know, the last four games have been really, really good for us to have uh, games where we've lost and games where we've won off of certain, you know, possession basketball and having foul and when the, you know, looking at time and score and, you know, two for ones, all those things have come into play for us in the last you know, four games. And um, it's really, you know, hopefully allowing us to learn a little bit more. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Looking at the box score, you see John Morantz having to play like 43 minutes a game most nights. Nobody on your team's over 35. What, what does that feel like over a course of a five and six game series? Well, you know, Jaws a unbelievable athlete. So I would, if it was me, I'd be tired. You know, but he's he he might be different. Um, but it is uh it is definitely it's just tough. It's it's tough physically, but even more so mentally. Just knowing the the pressure of each possession and you know you know the gravity of each situation you're out there is it's uh it's a lot to carry. But uh, you know, for us, like I said, we have a team that. that we rely heavily on, you know, eight, nine guys and, um, and you know, guys can split those minutes up and some games they get staggered a little bit differently, but um, we're happy with where we're at. Uh, and we're just going to continue to try to do what we do regardless of, uh, you know, who's playing, who's not. David James, KTV. Mike, because you were up 3-1 a year ago in the bubble and it didn't work out, even though it's different with bogey back and home court and all that, because it's three one again, will there be more attention to detail and focus? Because that that still stings a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, I'm, we we obviously remember that um, that feeling that we had last season, and uh, it's not something we want to experience again. I think this team is different. I think the circumstances are a little bit different. Um, I think a lot of guys, are, like you said, Boyan's back. I think you know another year for me to be kind of comfortable in the situation I'm in. And, JC and Fave. I mean, we just got a, I think we got a different team, different mindset. Um, I think we'll, you know, hopefully be able to, 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 you know, get our minds focused on business and, uh, and not let this one uh, slip away like we did last year. We have time for one more. Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Mike, uh, Jordan was staying engaged uh, those first three games despite not shooting the ball well. He shot it well tonight. How much tougher does that make you guys to beat when he's when he's on? Just another weapon to have, but especially to have him uh, coming off the bench hitting, what, four or nine from three? Well, yeah, we know how Jordan plays. We know how important he is for us, um, what he brings to the table. And, and not a lot of teams have a guy that, that can go out there and legitimately get you 40 points in, in 30 minutes or however many minutes he plays. So, um, you know, we expect him, you know, to win us. He's going to win us some games uh, in, in, in the playoffs. And we, and we know and have trust in everything he does. And uh, that will give, you know, Don and myself and Boyan you know, some nights where we can almost you know, rest a little bit where, you know, not have to do as much work where he's kind of taking over. So having that is a luxury for all of us. And uh, I'm glad that he was able to find himself and 
good, uh, a good night out, uh, good night out of them. There's Mike Conley, 11 points, seven assists, three rebounds. Mike was great in game number three. Uh, statistically, not as good in game four, but it absolutely came when they needed it the most, making some big plays in the fourth quarter to help the Jazz pull away to a 120 to 113 win over the Grizzlies. Jazz can close out the Grizz in game number five coming up tomorrow night at Vivint Arena. Tip off will be at 7:30. To uh, pregame show will begin at 6:30 here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There's the best of the Jazz postgame show. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.